Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the fantasy jester, the jester, the Duke of Earl, Joey, two bags of donuts, Joey on the sidewalk down. Holy shit. What happened to Joey? Folks, how's everybody tonight? FXE live, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. We won't leave any of it out. Let me tell you something. I grew up at a time watching Bugs Bunny, and it was real simple. Uh, I learned at an early age from that wise little rabbit that if I do it, I get a whooping. And I do it, I got a whooping. I didn't take care of myself. And, uh, well, we had an interesting night on 318. Folks, I said I would come in with a bang. I didn't think I'd be the bang. I didn't think my stage would be the bang either, but uh, we'll get into that. Folks, uh, this is FXE Live, coming to you live from D-Land, Florida, brought to you by FXEWorld.com, FantasyJusticeSports.com, Blog Talk Radio, bringing you the crystal clear sound you have tonight, as well as BreadFromYourBed.com. Folks, if you want to make a little extra money from home, breadfromyourbed.com. Deep obsession charters for the best damn dive adventures you could ever want in West Palm Beach. Also from Deland Metalcraft, if you've got a custom product project that you want made up and it's with any kind of metal and you're in the Volusia County area here in good old Florida, you can go to Deland Metalcraft. Make sure you let them know the jester sent you. We've got a bunch of other sponsors that have come aboard, and uh, we're happy to have you, gang. We'll be going ahead. We're going to be working out those commercials real soon for them. And uh, the excitement that was uh, really was uh, quite the show the other night. Folks, uh, I'll be bringing in JT in a little bit. He, uh, he did a bang-up job. And for those of you who are at the show, those of you who work the show, uh, well, you already know about JT now. And uh, you see why I have tabbed him as my right-hand man from the beginning on all these shows. And uh, we've got a little news on that as far as that's going uh, as well. Uh, for those of you who are there, I'm going to touch on the uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go the bad, I'm going to go the ugly, then we're going to get to the good, because I just really want to touch on a couple of things real quick. Obviously, some things need to be addressed. Uh, folks knew that I had collapsed that day. Uh, it was a uh, rough day, 10 minutes before the show, and things got uh, a little, uh, little out of control, and uh, I hadn't been taking care of myself. It is, uh, and I appreciate Everybody who has kept uh, my medical, uh, that's kept all the medical uh, knowledge that they've had of what's gone on, they've kept it off social media and waited for me to talk about it. Uh, a lot of my friends and all that, is, they've been wonderful. 
Thank you for not talking about it. Uh, a couple of people have asked me if I was going to talk about it. And yeah, of course I am. I, I, I'm not ashamed of it. For those of you who don't know, uh, I take 13 pills a day to stay alive. And I exhausted myself. I dehydrated myself. And it was wrapped up with stress. And literally 10 minutes before the show, I didn't even get to do my practicing for two months. 10 minutes before the show, uh, I, I collapsed. And, uh, you know, there were several different factors that helped kick in stress and all that that didn't help. Uh, the losing of 13 pounds, it turns out, I didn't know. Uh, I have lost 13 pounds in 17 days. That's not good for uh, a heart patient, plus the lack of sleep and everything. And then it was the, uh, w- what complicated everything uh, was the above average stress uh, that was going on that night. And, um, you know, again, certain things were going on that, you know, uh, that's fine. I've got to change. We're going to look into uh, it was great. It was a learning experience. That is the that is the ultimate way to look at this. Is and, and I appreciate everybody thinking I was going to come out like Vince Jr. here uh, and just put on a flawless production. I would have liked that. I knew that that was realistic, and I knew that there'd be complications along the way. You know, unforeseen things I didn't plan for, whatever along the way, and didn't know what they would be and. Uh, one of them was I didn't I, I didn't plan for what if I went down. You gotta understand I'm a, my own personal Superman in my world, and uh, even Superman has his kryptonite. Uh, my heart is mine. I can't help that, and I'm not ashamed of that, nor should I be. Um, and nobody's gonna try and make me feel that way either. I, I I couldn't help it. I was giving my all. Every worker that was there that night saw that I was giving my all in literally every direction that I possibly could. And that's part of my problem. Uh, that was part of my problem as well. Like I said, it was a learning experience. We're going to be bringing you another show real soon. We're going to talk about that in a minute as well. Okay. But, you know, um, very nice people. And I'm going to give you an example. For those of you who were there and saw it, you know, um, the ring. The ring, I, I had asked for a show ring. Very nice people. All right. Uh, I, that's why I'm not going to bring up who it is and all that stuff. Very nice people, I'm sure, is miscommunication somewhere, maybe in their warehouse, whatever. That's fine. It happens. It was the first show. But it wasn't exactly a show ring, and I'm not going to go into why it wasn't okay. Uh, and then we had one of the workers not going to show up. And then the, the, the light production wasn't as promised. Uh, everybody in the world has known that – I how I want the lights over the ring. They weren't there. The TV set up behind the stage, that wasn't happening. Uh, The complete design of how the framework for the lights would be on the stage uh, wasn't meshing up. And so uh, with all that, no video screen on top of uh, the entranceway either was up. Couldn't even get one of those. So, um, you know, it was a little disappointment there. I had the stage break at one point because it's going in the wrong area. Uh, myself and the engineers from 84 Lumber had designed the stage so that the pressure points were in certain areas. And it was just bad communication there uh, on their part. And again, I'm not going to go into who they were and what their name was. It's not anybody else's business, but mine and theirs. And, and God bless them. You know, uh, one of the best things, and one of the workers said this to me uh, as we talked afterwards, once I uh, got out of the hospital, 
And uh, the worker said to me, you know, Joseph, I, I absolutely appreciate what you're trying to do here. I, I see to the level of production that you're doing things, but you can't do it yourself. And, you know, that was, uh, that was something that Mrs. Jester was trying to tell me, too. I tend to try and think I'm a one-man show and want to handle every bit of it. Some people call it being a control freak. I just, <laughs> I, I want the best of everything. I want the best of the show. And, you know, originally, I wanted a lot more. And when I, the production people that I was dealing with uh, said, no, scale it back. Let's work out the initial glitches. I see why, because I wanted, I, I wanted to build this to have, say, 30 screens and getting one and, and what I had talked about for months was impossible. So that's not a problem. What we have to do, and this is what we're going to do here, is I'm going to build the staff a little bit more of my own personal staff and make it more my own personal production. In doing that, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that a lot more is in our control. I have great people around me. I have great people. I am surrounded by it. I, I, I couldn't love them more. And we're going to get into that because they are the good of all this. And I'm going to get into each and every one of those people. We're going to build this up because it is that kind of production. Yes, I do want 30 LED screens. And I, I do want it that big. And that is the intention. And that is where we're going to go. And the up and flames match and all that. Well, those things can't happen until we learn to crawl a little bit better. So that's what we got to work on. That's what we learned on the first show. You know, during that whole disaster uh, with the uh, production people for the lighting, you know, uh, I'm losing the security guard and God bless him, uh, Florida wildlife, uh, control. Uh, we needed, uh, somebody that could cover federal property at the armory. Uh, fantastic gentleman kept coming to me. We're losing people. We're losing people. We had people waiting outside and he came to me a couple of times and explained to me, you know, uh, the problem that the lighting was causing. And, um, to all those people, to all those people who were outside waiting for us to open, we opened up the doors late, folks. To all those people who did come and wanted to see a really good show, it is my deepest apology for not putting those doors open. And I will make sure that I will correct that so that ne never happens to any fan that wants to see one of our shows again. I can promise you I will correct that. That will never happen. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming out anyway. Um, no, it was, uh, it, there were certain things, and then the stress of all that just completely uh, wiped me out. And uh, chaos broke out after that uh, to different degrees, and uh, some, some things have happened, and I, I'm not even going to get into that part. But what I do want to talk about is the good. See, because in all of this, I expected something to go wrong. I also expected something to go right. And in some cases, went more right than I could ever imagine. You see, here's what happens, folks. At, at the point of me collapsing, my wife crying, 
my son not knowing what to do, people in general not knowing what to do, because it wasn't set up for anybody other than myself to run it. People stepped up. People stepped up, and I couldn't be more touched. And I have to address that before I bring in JT. I didn't expect what I got. See, what happened was that I left in the ambulance. My poor wife leaves. She's so distraught. She hits the fire hydrant, and it goes down the side of the truck. My poor son's left behind with JT and a bunch of my friends and a bunch of workers all not knowing, what do we do? Those people, each and every one of them, have become not just workers to me, but family and friends. There are people out there that I really must thank because those workers, the workers of the show, and I'll go down the names. Little by little, I want each and every one of you to know who it was. Because the wrestling world that listens to this should know what these people did. You see, they didn't know me. They had never really worked for me before. They all have been in the wrestling business. These were people I told you I was bringing experienced people. People who have been in the business a while. They've seen their share of scumbag promoters. People that would just go out and literally rip them off after working and busting their ass and putting their neck on the line. People that would rip them off. They had no idea. They had no idea about pay. They had no idea what was going to happen. Would they see money? Would they not see money? What's going on? Should we put on a show? They took a vote. They had a vote. What do we do? All but one stayed. And the one that didn't stay, God bless. I, I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say your name. I don't blame you. I don't know if I would have stayed. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. You weren't on the card. You'd come by to see if we needed help and all that. And, and with that, whether you were on the card or not, and you decided to leave, uh, all respect to you. So hopefully we'll meet up again under better circumstances. For those who stayed, Tyano, Hector, C.T. Brown, Renegade, Sergeant Major Hardcore, Hound Dog, Shannon Moore, Lindsey Snow, Nick Nero, Braden Knight, Johnny Knockout, Romeo Covado, Milan and Nikki, Santana Garrett, Joey Cage, The Cook, Mako, all of you stayed, not knowing if you were going to get paid not knowing a damn thing about me. You stayed for the fan. You stayed for me. That's, that's professionalism that needs to be recognized, needs to be talked about. That's pet professionalism under chaotic 
situation, a man just dropped in front of us, decided to stay. And not only did they stay, they performed at, from what I have heard, a very high level. They killed it, folks. They killed it. I knew they would. I'm a scary judge of talent. They were fantastic. They were exactly what I expected. Each and every one of those workers saw where we were heading with just a small part of that production that day and see exactly where I want to take this, where we want to take this. Not a problem. I will make the staff bigger. I will not outsource anything ever again. It will either be FXE's equipment and people, or it'll be nothing. Now, in that, we've made a couple of other changes. One of those changes is not just adding the extra staff and all the extra equipment. We're going to change the date. A lot of people have asked me, so are you going to go ahead and have April 15th? You know what? I could. I'm not going to. For the one thing I just said, because I am a man of my word, I will not outsource shit again. It will be my people. It will be my stuff. It will be my gear. It will be under my control. Now, that staff will be led by one person besides me. If you work the show that night, you know then what I'm about to tell you about the next person that I'm going to bring on the air. The person who is my right-hand man, the person who helped take over when I went down, there were people who literally, when I was down, first of all, like Hound Dog, Puerto Rican Hound Dog folks, literally had my back because I couldn't roll. I didn't want to roll over because I was nauseous. And he literally held my back. How do you think I feel about the Puerto Rican hound dog? People like Johnny Knockout, who took care of my crowd, who was just a gem to work with. From the minute I've talked to him for the first time, through all this and through what everybody had to tell me, then, since then, and since then, the workers have been fantastic. Contacted all of them. I've spoken to most of them, 95% of you all, myself. And you have all said the same thing about the man I'm about to bring in. That he should be recognized for the work that he does and the effort that he puts in. And because of that, I have asked my co-host, my partner, through all the things that I've done. You know him as JT, Jason Townsend. Not to just be my co-host, but for each show from now on, he will be the producer of the show. I will be sitting back. I will be watching. Him and I will go ahead and put on one hell of a show together. And he will make sure 
that each and every worker is taking care of the way we were doing and making sure that the production goes right. He has been fantastic. He has been friend. He has been family. JT, man, I don't know. I'm down. I'm gone. You took over, brother. And each and every worker that was there that night will attest to your work. Thank you very much. Hey, Jester, I appreciate that. I appreciate the uh, confidence. And, you know, a couple, you know, names else I want to throw out there is, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Ryan Walton. Uh, yeah. Talk about a guy that, that just jumped in, uh, got in the ring, talked to the crowd, let them know, hey, look, you know, we're going to put on a fabulous show for you. Give us a little bit more time. Uh, you know, help me get Ryan. things together back in the locker room. So another yep. guy that I want to mention uh, is huge out there. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I'll tell you, the workers were amazing. Uh, I've never, I've never seen that show was was TV quality show. That was something that's better talent, in my opinion, than what I've been seeing on TV over these last few years. And uh, those workers were awesome. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to the next show, and I'm looking forward to uh, being able to correct the things that we can correct, which is everything. Yeah, you know, it really was, like I said, you know, I, you don't know. You don't know something. It's your first show. It's unrealistic to think that something wasn't going to go wrong somewhere along the lines. We had to learn. <laughs> well, we know, didn't know, we we didn't know what we were going we to learn if we knew. Go ahead. Hey, all I'm what? saying is, is uh, set, the, the, basically St. Patrick's Day Hangover for me gives whole new yeah. meaning to the, the phrase trial by fire. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, and, and the sad part is that I, this, uh, I, I'm able to joke about it now. Thank God. You know, at first it was scary because myself, my family, my close friends, you know, they all were concerned whether or not it was my heart. I mean, that's the first thing is right. you're getting chest flutters and everything else like that. Um, you know, so obviously it's scary. And, and now I can kind of ha-ha, he-he, dehydration, exhaustion, stress, and all that right. kind of good, goodness. Um, but the truth of the matter is I was a little uh, practicing my, my, my uh, entrance, <laughs> what I was going to say, my first words right. at my first show to my first crowd. And, I, I mean, I couldn't hold out another 15, 20 minutes. Like I, and then drop, I wouldn't have cared then. At least I got my yeah, yes, interest. I didn't even get that yeah, in. I'm yeah, cheating. You know we'll save it for the next time. I will say this, since we can laugh about it now, and it's not your heart. Yeah. When I look over and see you on the ground, and I think mm. that Seamus more closely resembles the color of the rock skin than you do, you know yeah. something's wrong. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what, uh, that's what the uh, one guy that was saying, he's like, uh, I knew you weren't right. I uh, I saw you. You were like chalk. You were white as hell. And, and what happened was, is I had seen my my grandkids there, and they are normally the center of all my attention and the love I have in this world goes to those two beautiful children. And I saw them. I saw my beautiful uh, daughter-in-law Christina, and. I I walked away. I couldn't even walk up to them. I went for some fresh air. I hit that fresh air and it was like, bam, sit down. And, uh, but anyway, listen, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm better now. I, I, I've had, listen, and that's the greatest part. You know what? 
Here's, here's the craziest part about life, JT. You find out about people. You really do. When you're down, uh, you really find out who's your friend and who isn't. And it's been amazing how the workers have all been concerned. Each and every wrestler has asked me, how am I doing? How am I feeling? I had a couple of people checking me a, a couple of times. Mila has been fantastic as much as it kills me right. to say it. And I told her I, I still that, I, I still am not crazy about her as a wrestler, but I like her as a person. You've been proud of her at the show, though. She put on one hell of a show with Santana Garrett. I heard. No, hey, listen, that's the, and that's the part that drives. Oh man, you know that's the part that drives me the craziest too. I knew it was going to be a fantastic show. Listen, okay, I didn't need to have a stage. I didn't need to have lights. I didn't need to have cameras. I didn't need to have all this, that, the other. To have one thing, fantastic workers. They, mm. I knew what we had there. That was no, that wasn't an accident. I knew what we had there. Whoa. And they proved it. We both. But here, they proved it. Here's where they proved it, though. See, yeah, they did their job in the ring. It was out of the ring where they showed the professionalism and the level of people, the type of people that each and every one of them are. I, I can't. Well, I could have know, been blown away when, when I was absolutely. told what happened. Well, and I, you know, one name in particular, and I, I want to. I'm going to thank everybody on this show personally, but the first name I want to throw out there, you know, yeah. the the chaos is going on. People are, just, you know, the, the workers are deciding if they want to be able to put the show on or not. And I look, mm-hmm. and Johnny Knockout just goes out of the locker room. He goes across the uh, the building to where his uh, merchandise table is. He gets a shirt. He signs the shirt and uh, gives the shirt to my uh, broadcast at the sh- you know broadcast partner at the show, Chris Carnage. He, by the way, I, I do have to say, I really had a blast. Good, good work, Carnage. I had a good time working with you on that broadcast. You're a fun yep. man to work with. I got to say that. You know, you like you hate saying you know you hate giving Mila props. I got I hate giving Carnage props, but I have to. Awesome job. But uh, he goes over and gives this kid a shirt, takes pictures with him. You know. All this chaos is going on. So what does this guy do? Well, let me go make somebody's night. Let me go do something right now that will make somebody else feel good. Just some, some class A people work in that show. You're going to blow his rep, you know, and, and that's the crazy part is, you know, you get to talk to him. And I've talked to him a couple of times. He's checked in on me a couple of times. I mean, the, the work has really been wonderful, man. They have been absolutely fantastic. And, uh, how many are coming back on the card? Listen, most of that card's coming back, and we're going to get to that. I mean, why don't we? Let's take a look at Let's what happened. It. You can fill me in because, okay, hey, listen, folks, so that you have an idea, the Jester, <laughs> since then, uh, this pa- these past couple of days, I've had a couple of different doctor visits making sure that I'm running okay uh, before I even came on air tonight. Uh, my wife was like, okay, you sure? Yeah, I'm good. I'm better. Thanks. Well, you um, know, before we get into that, before we get into you that, haven't had the say, opportunity to tell me. Yeah, you haven't had the opportunity to tell me a lot of so, the the works that have gone on, and I still don't know who lost and isn't coming back. Well, I got to say this first. Look, if you're going to come on this show, you need to be prepared next time. I don't want to have to carry you through all these matches next time. So, you know, next time you better come up with a better excuse than collapsing before the show. Okay. Anyway, listen, like I said, at least if I'm going to collapse at the next show, can I at least get my damn entrance in? I mean, that is ridiculous. (laughs) 
that pissed me off. I know it sounds silly, but you know what? I kept practicing it. I'm an idiot. You got to understand, folks. I am just one big kid. I'm one big idiot. Okay. That's all I am. I am new to the business. I'm still having fun. This is a blast to me. Okay. To be able to be involved with all these great people is just like the ultimate fun. So here I am. I don't want to look like an idiot coming out there with some bad entrance. You know, these people have professional entrances that they're used to or whatever. Okay. I want to go out there with my own entrance and my own speech so that I don't sound completely retarded talking to my first ever crowd. So I'm going to be nervous as hell, you know, talking to my first crowd. So here I am. I've practiced it. And I am literally feeling cocky that no matter how many people are there, one or a packed house, I'm going to be able to deliver this speech perfect on time. I am going to sound like I am the professional I wish I was. <laughs> and well, I never got there. <laughs> you never got there, you know. And I got to tell you the funniest thing about my partner here, guys. All you listening out there, you know, the show's over. You know, we clean everything up. We get all the workers on the road. Head over to the hospital to see this guy. And what's the first thing he says to me? I didn't get to do my entrance. <laughs> I said, like, wait a minute. All this just happened. And the first thing you got to say to me is, I didn't get to do my entrance. Listen, man, at that point, I'm at the hospital. If something happens, listen, I've been through this. People have to understand, I've had heart surgery. I've been awake while they're digging in my heart and taping permanent paddles on me just in case I drop dead right there, okay? So I have a different perspective on death. I've been so damn close too many times now, all right? So here I am. I know I'm in good care. The initial signs are coming back that, okay, the the first couple of tests are coming back. Okay, it might not be your heart. Okay, as soon as I hear it might not be your heart, I'm already like, son of a bitch, I missed my entrance. <laughs> you know, that's part of like that. You got to understand, all I want to do is enjoy my life, folks. I just want to laugh and have fun. And I didn't get that chance to be an idiot that night. <sighs> anyway, I'm an idiot tonight for you, folks, instead. How about that? No, anyway. Uh, JT, go ahead. Why don't we go first match? Let's go to the rundown of the card. Well, first match, uh, I believe, was Taino Taino and uh, CT Brown. You know, we had originally planned for Taino to take on uh, Troy Hollywood, uh, a much lighter, a lighter wrestler, in my opinion, or or leaner wrestler than what CT Brown was. And you know, a lot of the a lot of wrestling is prep for your opponent kind of wondered early on in that match if Taino was expecting to, you know, he was prepared for a more agile guy, not a guy that was going to try to trade blow for blow with him, which is exactly what C.T. Brown was doing. He was in control oh, yeah, for yeah. the first half of that match, if not more. Um, you know, he had Taino, uh, you know, on the ropes a few times, uh, but it's funny. You could see it in his face. There was a couple times where when Taino was down and in a hold, you could just see in his eyes, you know, he was getting ready to explode. And when that man hit the top rope uh, came off that rope down on the, on the CT Brown. I mean, the whole, the whole house was coming down. It was insane to see a man that size to have the agility and fly the way he does, but a lot of back and forth at that point. But again, I think the fact that some people look at Taino and they say, Oh, he's a big man. I don't expect him to get up on the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> you better, you better scout this guy. If you're going to fight Taino, you better scout this guy. Cause he will get on the so top who rope. He will, and he will bring all that weight down on you, and at that point, it's over, and it was. 
All right, so who Taino won? Taino won that. Taino match. won? Taino. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Wow, over C.T. Wow, over C.T. Brown. Because C.T. Brown, yeah, he's no joke. He's no, no joke. No, that kid's got uh, some talent. That kid's got some talent. All right, all right. So, but that wasn't – he was a fill-in, wasn't he? Yes. That wasn't the original match. That was – he was called you know, the original match, unfortunately, for, for Troy, How do you for think Troy Hollywood. You're, you're, well, here, what are your first, uh, what are your first uh, duties here? I'm going to call upon you on this one because I want to be fair to C.T. Brown for not having enough time to, you know, prep for that opponent. I mean, I just feel that that's something that I can't hold him to lose and you're out with that little prep. I mean, he literally, he, he was warned a half hour before the show. Look, this guy, C.T. Brown, is so dedicated to what he yeah. wants to do, man, a half hour before his match and ask yeah. him to fill in because, unfortunately, somebody came down with pink eye. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he came think? in I and mean, put in a hell of a Give match. him another shot? Honestly. We can't hold him to that losing out, I, can we? That's not The fair. way I see it is he wasn't yeah. a member of FXC when you made that decree, so I don't think he should fall under the uh, stipulation myself. That's what I'm saying. I got to be fair to him. I mean, he really didn't have much, much of a warning. I don't even know if he knew that that was the stipulation in his match. Had anybody even told him that? I don't even think we had time to tell him that because the one thing we haven't mentioned is, you know, any show, any wrestling show, you know, people that are listening out there, if you don't know this, there's a, a lineup, a match card of match order and a lineup. So basically the, you know, the wrestlers know when they're on, the TV broadcasters, such as myself and Carnage, know which matches happen when, so we know who right. to talk about before they come out. And the wrestlers, when they made that decision to put this show on, they had to rework a few things because we didn't have uh, the Jester there. So we didn't know what match was what, what was coming out next, so we really didn't get a chance to warn CT. Well, that and we also, besides, uh, besides the last-minute pink eye, we also had uh, somebody else that uh, – Shall we say showed up after the event? You know, you, you get to the party when the party ends. It's, it's usually not going to work out well for you, and uh, we had that happen. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to mention who yet, okay? Because I'm going to give them a fair chance. Uh, they're trying to say that the uh, several hundred dollars I gave them, I don't get back, even though they didn't show. So I'm going to give them an opportunity to make good on that one and man up. Uh, no, let me ask you something on this. Uh, we have uh, that other one, the the uh, that second match, which is uh, well, you know what? Hold on. Before we do that, do you want to keep you know? Because I'm keeping notes here. That Taino and uh, CT Brown. Before we move on, do you want me to go ahead and? put them together again, like make that a rematch or do you want me to put them as separate? You know, I'd actually like to see a rematch because honestly, as Carnage mm. and I were calling that match, I thought CT Brown was going to pull the upset. I mean, it's just, he, you know, kind you of think he could have? move on. You he, think he could have with enough prep? Yeah. Oh, I think so. I mean, again, Taino is one hell of a, an opponent to go against, especially when you have no time to prep for someone like that. I'd like right. to see those two when they know that they're going to fight each other. 
right. All right. Well, then I, what I'll do is I just wrote that down. Okay. I got Taino. He was the winner. But I'll put down as a rematch. All right. So then you had the second match, uh, I guess, was the, the second Renegade. match. Well, well, the Renegade was a little later. I, I think uh, when I wrote those down for you a couple of days ago, I was just remembering the matches. Everything was kind of chaos that night. So if I'm a little, oh, okay. you know, the workers that are out there listening, if, if I call your match out of order, you'll know, you have to forgive me on that. But the next match I think we should talk about, uh, Covado and Johnny Knockout, because that was earlier in the night. Um, and, you know, okay. I, I, the way I got to describe this is, you know, a lot of folks say when The Undertaker comes out for WWE and his, his music hits, the lights go out, all that smoke comes up on the stage, that mm-hmm. he mentally can defeat or intimidate the hell out of his opponent just with his entrance. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the you know, Covado's, Romeo Covado's music hits, you know, the mercenary pit bull, you hear the music hit, he comes up on the stage and he's standing at the top of the stage uh, the smoke is going, the lasers are on, and his music is blaring. And I'm thinking, I leaned over to uh, Carnage, and I was like, wow, I can absolutely see where this guy can intimidate the hell out of someone and, and win a part of that match before the match even starts. You know, this guy looked looking a little bit like Bane from the last Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gets in the ring, and this guy's a hired mercenary, man. This guy gets paid to finish people off. If you've not seen Romeo Cavedo, you're missing out. But uh, he gets down to the ring, and then – Johnny Knockout's heavy metal music hits. He hits the top of the <laughs> ring. He's in the smoke. And I look, and this dude is all painted up like a, like a skull. I mean, and, I, and, and, and Carnage leans over to me and basically says, you know, basically, yep, he took that advantage back. Uh, <laughs> Knockout looked amazing, dude. This guy yeah. looked. I was like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I just got off the radio with him a couple weeks ago, and now he looks like this. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Uh, nice. And he, he you know, they, those guys came down to the ring, and I'm going to tell you. That must have uh, been a sight. That must have been a sight. Oh, it was. I match. mean, both of those guys, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about basically both of them are, are part of that mercenary team. These guys are no one to mess with. Uh, enjoyed the hell out of watching both of them go at it. And there was one point where Cavedo smacked the shit out of Johnny Knockout. Uh, <laughs> and Johnny turned right around and smacked him right back. I mean, you could hear it echo throughout that whole that whole place. Um, just absolutely brutal match. Very physical. Okay. You didn't you didn't see a lot of the high flying. It was just ground and pound, pure physicality. Absolutely, and the intensity. You could feel the intensity between these two guys. I mean, not too long ago, Cavedo tried to bite Johnny Knockout's ear off in a match. If that tells you anything about this guy, he doesn't oh, yeah. play. Uh, you know, and, and Knockout got right in there, went toe to toe with this guy, and uh, ended up winning the match. Um, hell of a match. Brutal. Knockout That's won. The only way I can describe that. Knockout, Knockout won. won. Wow. Knockout. Wow, Johnny, nice job, brother. Job for Johnny. Damn, I would not have called that one. Wow, that's great. You know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. You had told me about Cavedo a couple weeks ago. I got to see some video on this guy, and I've got to watch this guy go. And then to see him in person, he's one big dude. And I'm talking big as in built, muscular guy. Uh, you know, six one two sixty from the island of Cuba, and, and this dude was all muscle two sixty, solid guy. And even you know, we're talking about you win, uh, you you lose, you're out. You know, that's one of those ones. I, I'll beg you, Jester, you might want to reconsider that guy. Uh, 
supremely talented, both of those guys in that match. Uh, well, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you on that one. All right. Maybe. But, uh, Johnny, I can't believe Johnny won, man. I cannot. I had a way, Johnny. Good man. <laughs> Johnny, I mean, never I mean, ceases, Johnny never ceases to surprise us, does he? <laughs> one way or the other? No, he really doesn't. <laughs> uh, you know, just when you think you know this guy, he comes at you from a complete different direction. So, uh, Never think you know what's coming next with Johnny Knockout because nine times out of ten you're going to be wrong. Yeah, no, um, that is fantastic. Yeah, I had heard that he had garnered uh, several new fans that night. Several new fans that he was wonderful. So uh, kudos to kudos to Johnny. I'm glad. What do you got next? Who's up next? Well, you know, let's talk about uh, Joey Cage, our old radio, uh, you know, broadcast partner, Joey Cage. You know. Cage comes up into the ring. He's, I look like he's lost some weight. Uh, you know, look like he's in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, he's up there. He's bouncing around. He's ready to go. And then this absolutely strange music hits. It's like a bunch of knives being uh, uh, run together, almost like somebody who's sharpening a knife. And nice. they call the cook. He was not expecting this. He obviously wasn't listening to FXE Live. Sean the cook. <laughs> Okay, and the no, look on this guy's face. Okay, really the cook obviously, well, the cook obviously wasn't paying attention either. The look on his face was sheer terror. I, you know, so I'm sorry. Can you say that into my good ear? I thought you just said Sean the cook. Yes, we did. So he slowly makes his way out to the ring, and Joey's just like, "Let's go! Come on, you're my opponent. Let's go! Get your butt in here." And, and let's be honest, it was a squash. Uh, you know, Cage absolutely wiped the floor with this guy. Uh, I don't even think the cook got much offense in. It was it cook, you know, cook tried, but Cage was in uh, in better form than I expected. So but Cage the best part good. of the whole, Cage, I, you know how hard that is for me to say and how much that hurts. Uh, but he did. He looked good I out can't there. Yeah, uh, the, you know, the the best part is it was almost like that that hand reaching from the grave as the ring announcer calls out, no, 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 no. Actually, by uh, order of the jester. Your real opponent is Mako. <laughs> Did I do and that? And I'll be honest, the look on Cage's face—you know—I swear, I swear, he told himself at that point he was a little concerned. You know, and, and Mako hits. Okay, Mako gets up on—you know—comes up on the ramp and comes down. And you know, Mako, I gotta talk to you, buddy. I didn't realize you had Samoan heritage in your background when you come to the ring with bare feet and a pair of shorts, but, um, you know, I didn't realize you were Samoan. He was comfortable. There's somebody that's comfortable, comfortable where he is. <laughs> you know, but I have to say the best part about this is, to, you know, to, to see Mako in the ring with Cage, uh, some good moves back and forth. So I have to say the energy that Mako has, you know, I understand these are developmental guys, but, I see something in both of these guys. Uh, Mako, you know, gave him a good fight. He hit an elbow drop off the second rope at one point. Um, okay. I will say he got a little bit greedy at one point during the match, went to the top rope for a, a five-star frog splash, and yeah. uh, came up empty. But, hey, it allowed me Ooh. to coin a new wrestling move. I've renamed your, your, your finisher, Mako. It's actually now called the five-star frog splat because that's what that was, <laughs> my friend. He looked like he missed, huh? You look like yeah, yeah. when he got run over by traffic in the game. Um, oh. That was it. Oh, he crashed and burned. It was ugly. 
Uh, and then Joey Cage toy with this guy a little bit and hit three super kicks. Yeah, not one, not two, but three super what? kicks. Oh, what? yeah, Cage, Cage abused him. Cage abused After that frog splat, it was over. Mako, I don't think Mako knew where he was at that point. He was swimming in uncharted waters at that stage. And uh, I'll tell you what, that dude must have one that. hard head. He must have I don't know one about that. hard head. Okay. He either has one hard head or that's one weak-ass uh, kick by Joey Cage. <laughs> well, you know, I would say that talking to Mako's wife, I imagine she'll probably uh, agree with the hard head part of that anyway. Um, but, no, it, it, it was a fun match. Uh, uh, speaking you know, of somebody you know, Joey is, Cage, that's probably one weak-ass kick. Oh. Well, there, it could be that, too. Uh, you know, I'm trying to help Cage out a little bit. Okay. I have to say this, though. The part of this I, I haven't told you yet is during the cook match with, with Cage, I look yeah. over at, at, at the table next to us where we're calling Carnage and I are calling the show, and I see yeah. Taino sitting over there. And I say, okay. Taino, get over here. And Taino joined us for commentary for the rest of the so, night. And by the way, really, he was awesome. How did he do? Oh, he was awesome. Oh, he was great. He was ab- such a fun perspective. The guy's got such a good energy uh, and really good, ra- a really good radio TV voice, by the way. But uh, he came over and joined us, and the best part is, you know, I don't think he was feeling Joey Cage in any way, shape, or form. He just kept looking at me going, really? Really? So I have to say, I don't think Taino's a Joey Cage fan. So, you know, it might be fun to see uh, Cage go against Taino at some match. Hmm. Taino versus Cage. Well, first, let me go ahead. We'll give uh, – we'll – Probably go rematch for uh, CT and and Taino. Oh, and you know I, want, I want, I want, I want a little bit. You know what? Okay, that match was supposed to be really. Uh, I just threw that out there just as uh, interference in Joey Cage's world. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go something a little bit more hardcore between Joey Cage and Mako. Or do I want him to face Taino? Because Taino, yeah, um, you're not the first person that told me that Taino wasn't overly impressed with Joey Cage. Um, no, he didn't. We're going to have to sure. talk I mean, about that one. We'll get back to everybody well, on that one. I'm sorry, folks. We'll now, get back now, to wait you. Wait a minute. Now, yeah. since it, with my new role of producer here, I have to say, how does yeah. Mako get a buy in this? He lost. Well, because I, I, I told him he was one of those throw-ins. Remember, if everybody remembers, the card was originally Joey Cage and the Cook. I pulled that that yeah. day. I, I pulled that that day. That was, just a, that was just a throw-in. That's how he gets it. That was, that was one of my own little – you know, that was supposed to be one of those I was there, a jester wrinkle was going to happen. I was going to have my own laugh. I was going to come on out and go, hey, by the way, guess what right. else I brought, you know. So, no, that wasn't really supposed to be, like, uh, count on Mako's record even to me as, okay, as okay. far as I saw it. Uh, that was just to well, mess with Joey Cage more than anything. Well, I'm looking that's at the time, and I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I better get back to because I got three three amazing matches still to tell you about. So, um, All right, yeah, my, my favorite match, everybody knew it going into the night, Mila versus Santana, student right. versus the master. Uh, both women looked amazing. Uh, I have to get that out there. I mean, I, who would I be if I didn't say that? But anyway, 
you know. Yeah, I'm really glad fact, I missed it. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you missed it too. It was more for me. But anyway, Santana comes out first, as she always does. The crowd absolutely loves her. She plays to the crowd well. Um, fan favorite comes into the ring, you know. And then Mila, I have to say, I know, I know you're not feeling, you know, her sometimes, but I gotta say, man, she knew how to irritate some people in the crowd when she came out. Uh, a lot of fan reaction. A lot of fan reaction to her as she came out and uh, you know, basically spitting. Well, a lot of spit and fire from her end, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I have to say, she she definitely, uh, you know, she, as much fire as she was causing outside the ring, you missed a hell of a match inside the ring. Just give uh, me the good news. Those, just give me the good hey, news. Tell me she lost. Oh well, well, I gotta give you the match first. I can't just cut to the end. I mean, All right, basically, well, quick. We got the idea minutes. of it is, well, you were expecting a squash, and let me tell you, it wasn't. It didn't. It lasted okay. a lot longer than a minute. But your beard right. safe, sir. Your beard, My is, beard safe. is safe. Uh, Santana was able to win that match, but I got to tell you, oh, thank you I God. Wanna, don't don't trifle with Mila. I'm telling you, she's getting really good inside that ring, and she took Santana to the edge. Mm-hmm. Santana got yeah. lucky in that. Guess what? That was one of my matches. Nothing changed about that match. She falls under that rule. Okay, oh. Mila. Oh. Mila will not be working at FXE again. Period. Period. Oh, you're you're killing me. That was that was was that not the rule of the matches yes, that we were able to keep? No, it was the rule. You, you're absolutely right. It was the rule, and it was one of the normal matches on your card. So I get where you're coming from. All I'm saying is, ooh, he uh, he put a hell of a fight up. Well, I I understand, and that's that's wonderful. I hold on here, golf clap. Uh, Put up a fight. Uh, they lost. See ya. Next match. Go ahead. Congrats, Santana. Well, Thank you for doing that job. You Thank you, Santana. The next match is gonna piss you off. I, I I've been holding back on this one. I knew this was gonna piss you off. Why? Um, well, the next match was a tag match. We had okay. Raiden Knight. And yeah. Nick Nero, by the way, a guy that uh, came in workers. late. Yeah. Oh, Nick Nero, yeah, and Braden Knight, both amazing. But they tagged against Shannon Moore and Lindsay Snow. What? I know. I've been holding off because I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess with you when you weren't feeling no, good. No, no, you're they messing with me now. Right you're rip. messing with me on air because they wouldn't have no, done that. No, no, they tagged together Saturday night. Bunch of people saw it. You're messing with me. You are messing. Nope. That's not even funny, dude. And, and when I funny. say they tag, when I say they tag together, you want to talk about a well-oiled machine? Uh, they yeah. were absolutely sensational. The, the Wonderful. Moves, the, the the timing, the just everything they did, uh, it looked like they've been tagging together for years. And you know, you got the gas chamber wrecking crew there, uh, half of it represented, and you can tell that they they were teammates because, as well as Knight. And Nero performed. I hate to tell you this, but uh, Lindsey Snow, Shannon Moore got the win in a hell of a match. But uh, they did tag together, so they defied the Jester. They didn't either win their singles matches. They went right off the rip. Hmm. Hmm. You know, and that's what you get for being a nice guy. Miss Lindsey Snow left her portfolio pictures here, okay? And I just got done overnighting them to her so that she'll have them in time for her next match. And she and both Shannon 
went against my wishes as soon as I wasn't there. Not a problem. Folks, stay tuned <laughs> to see how that one goes over. I promise you it will get interesting. What else you've got? I, I, no problem. No problem. Well, Everybody have about- fun while I was away. I hope you had a grand old time. Watch what hey, I do with everybody's makes- matches now. If it makes you feel any better, the four of them put on a sick match. I mean, Nero and, and Knight actually looked like they tagged together before. They were very good, but uh, Moore and Snow combination was just too much to overcome. Some of the moves I got did, something for more and snow. Yeah, I no bet worries. you do. Let's move okay. on to our friend, the Renegade. Let's move on to our friend, the Renegade, the guy that interrupted our freaking show Friday night, by the way. Um, yeah, Renegade. Oh, so Renegade yeah. comes out. The guy who pulls the plug okay, on the Renegade. show. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. That. Renegade comes out, and he's going against an injured uh, Sergeant Major Hardcore who, uh, I'll tell you what, stepped up and got in the ring and mm-hmm. <laughs> paid for it going against the Renegade. Uh, you know, not much, not much action early on, but then Renegade hit him a couple, just some absolutely striking blows. And 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 Michaels kind of goes over the top rope to brace himself, and here he comes, Joe Dirt's right. father himself, the menace, with that damn ring bell and cocks Sergeant Major Hardcore right over the head, oh. knocked him cold. Um, knocked him cold. Renegade gets the obviously gets the win because you know our referees that's, were a little busy with something else going at that point. Um, but here's my here's the part of this that I find interesting. You yeah. know, smooth moves by Menace to do that, but then he's dumb mm-hmm. enough to come over to our announce table, take my partner Carnage's microphone, and yeah. call out Hound Dog. Are you stupid? What were you thinking? Wow, he's that was calling good. Hound. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's call the Hound Dog out of the back. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, he calls out Hound Dog, and next thing I know, Hound Dog and Renegade are trading blows mm-hmm. outside the ring. They're not even in the ring. This is an actual what? brawl. Oh, it's in the crowd. You had two of your wrestlers brawling in the crowd. Okay. No, that's um, good stuff. And at one point, oh, the word <laughs> I missed yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Naturally, missed I missed it. it. Well, let me tell you, I'll make your night even worse because you could have seen oh. this. We're sitting here, we're sitting here broadcasting on on television the match. Yeah. And and Hound Dog brings over Renegade and throws him across my announce table. <laughs> I mean, nice. yeah, Renegade goes, nice. Renegade goes flying over my announce table. Uh, and Renegade folks, is, is bigger. Is <laughs> definitely bigger than the Hound Dog. Hound Dog and Hound Dog didn't even struggle with that. I mean, it was like nothing to him. Um, you know, papers flying everywhere, chairs flying everywhere. Well, once once the renegade is able to, uh, you know, pick himself back up, they go back in. There's chairs. There's being thrown into chairs. There's this. There's that. Finally, our referees had to call a. Uh, they got a double count out on that. So technically, you had no no winner, no loser in that match, uh, if you even call it that. It was more of a street brawl than anything. But yeah, that's how the show ended uh, with those two in a, in a street brawl. Nice, nice. Sounds like that. Sounds like I missed a hell of a night. Period. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. Man. It wasn't I just that match, was it? It just sounds like the whole night was a good night, man. Well, we'd need a two and a half hour show for me to tell you the, the extent of what's happened. But no, it it was insane. It really it was a it was a blast to call. Carnage and I had a blast calling it. Uh, the people that were there had a blast watching it. And Johnny yeah, Knockout yeah. Uh, had some, some quality words to come in, came in the ring, had some quality words to end the show. Johnny, I know you're yeah. listening. You said you fulfilled yeah. a dream to uh, stand in the ring barefoot 
in your speedo and your mighty mouse shirt closing the show. Well, guess what? Knock yep. that off your bucket list. You did it well. <laughs> Johnny's good people, man. Johnny knockout folks. Yes, if you haven't seen All him, you fun. got go, go watch his work. Uh, he's a hard worker and a good person. And like I said earlier in the show, you know, each and every one of these workers that were on that show uh, couldn't have impressed me more with, with how they handled absolutely chaotic situation. Uh, and you, JT, uh, how you handled uh, what none of us had planned for. We had planned for a lot of different things to go wrong and what if this and what if that. The yeah, one what if we didn't plan didn't for was – well, I uh, I decided to do the old Jim Carrey. I'm kicking my ass. Because that's all I did was no. kick my own ass. Nobody I'll else. Tell will, you what? Nobody else will be able to I'll do it, but what? I'll kick my own ass real well. Oh, I disagree, Montfair, Montfair. If you don't start taking care of yourself, that's going to be your wife kicking your ass. That is the truth, boy. I'll tell you. I heard it from Mrs. Jester. You are to set up a team. You are to make sure that you have it. Yes, you are trying to do one hell of a production, okay? But you are not a one-man show. I want you around. And I said, okay. (laughs) There wasn't much argument to it. I told her, I won't outsource anymore. We'll have it all under our own roof. It'll be our own stuff and all that. This Mm -hmm. way it's easier to control. Uh, And uh, I'll put JT as the head of it. And uh, Mrs. Jester... Uh, instantly agreed when she heard that I'd be turning over a good portion of those reins of the day of the show to you. I'll tell you what, I'm shocked that she uh, signed off on that. I know she couldn't wait to get me out of Casa de uh, Jester there. So, uh, you know, I gave the, was, I gave the Jester's wife such a hard time this weekend, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was an interesting weekend in more ways than one, folks. Let's just put it that hey, way. Hey, you know what, though? One last yeah. thank you out there. I got to thank the women of Chips Patrol, okay, down at Daytona Beach, because uh, that definitely made Friday a lot more interesting than it was going to be. Yeah, um, from what I heard, I talked to, uh, I was able to talk to Brad Tinsdale real quick. Folks, you're going to be getting an article, I guess, sometime over the weekend from Brad covering this uh, show and exactly what JT is talking about. JT, me, the Chips Police. Did I end up in the Chips jail? Yes. Yes, uh, did you or not? Yes. Did you? Hmm. Yes, I did. Folks, this is FX. Huh. I cut you off. <laughs> can't take oh, me anywhere. Sure. You're I right. Can't take you anywhere. No, you're right. You're right. Thanks, JT, for everything, man. Folks, FXE Live, the good, the bad, the ugly. That has been the show. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week. We've got a couple surprises for all of you. For JT and the gang, I am the Jester. Thanks to our sponsors. Deep Obsession Charters, BreadFromYourBed.com, The Land Metalcraft, 84 Lumber, and The Crystal Sound, brought to you by Lock Talk Radio. I am the Jester. And I am out of here. Have a great night, everyone.